guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Arsenio Buck Perspective Band. This is another weekly learning review. So grateful to be back and giving this to you guys. And man, what a week. What an unbelievable week. Guys, I already mentioned to you very briefly in terms of the last podcast in regards to my medical emergency. I am back to 100%, and I've been back to 100% probably since about Saturday with just very, very, very minor cramping. Uh, Yesterday, it was completely gone. And this morning, it just feels like my digestive system is at its best in years. So I am very grateful for that. You know, although that there was a big health scare in regards to everything, and I'm going to rate myself out of one, um, great things have come from it. And I'm going to be revealing some of those details because shortly after my podcast, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, something magnificent happened but before i reveal that first and foremost for all of you out there give me three great things that happened to you the last week come on let's go let's go right now tell me exactly what has happened to you this last week so um you know as of monday the day after you know i had muhammad approach me he paid okay this was you know some coaching hours brian he paid is going to be paying a membership coming up daniel he paid and he's going to be paying a membership coming up. Uh, what is it? Uh, I think, is it? Oh, Dina, she had joined my webinar. Another girl by the name of Rita had joined my webinar. So that was phenomenal content that I actually posted up there. Retta from Indonesia, living in LA. She is going to be a payee coming up real soon, as well as Dina and Rita at some point. Claudia is going to sign up for my membership, and she's going to be um, you know, getting some reviews done. Um, I had a couple of other people just reach out to me this morning. Uh, another guy is going to be buying a couple of my webinars. They, uh, another guy by the name of Rafael had bought my webinar uh, coming up this upcoming, um, what is it, this upcoming Saturday. And I have a full speaking webinar with four people attending this upcoming Saturday. Honestly, in terms of my career, it has taken off. But let's even look at the, like the, the, the negative side. The, the shutdown, like I told you guys, I was predicting madness, and now we're at 10,000 cases a day. There's a full lockdown. There's a full lockdown. Uh, they're limiting the mobility of people moving from one place to another. They haven't shut down all bus systems yet because they're still fucking ignorant. But what, ha- what does that mean? Well, the company that I was supposed to get She's like, oh, you know, okay, we're going to study, you know, next week because everything's going crazy with this whole COVID situation. I said, okay, well, I knew that this was going to happen. Not only that, another, you know, a couple of part-time gigs that I had here in Bangkok where I was supposed to go to the location, they disappeared. And so not they disappear, but one of them is locked outside of Bangkok. And she's like, listen, the time is tough for everyone. I'm going to let you know when everything picks back up again. So let's put it this way. The two companies that I thought I was going to have And the other part-time job I thought I was going to have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, those are gone. Everything that requires me being there in person, they're gone. The online women who said, okay, we're going to pay this, they ended up disappearing. But guess what? Because of what I did and because of that score with Jackie, in which nine days later, things are still coming in in regards to what she has done, you know, or like, like that score of 28 and me helping her, I'm still racking in clients from that. And I'm just absolutely amazed because I'm just like, wow. You know, if none of that ever happened, 
And those women, and I was like, oh my God, okay, I hope they pay me. I hope they pay me. Hope is not a strategy. And a lot of you have that hope as a strategy. Yeah, I ended up having that a medical emergency and I had to pay like $166, you know, dollars, but that was easy for me to pay. I didn't care. And regardless if those women come or not, and regardless if those companies come, you know, come back in the next year or not, fuck them. Now I am fully online. And this is what I'm trying to urge everyone. I'm trying to urge everyone to like seriously bet on you. Now that I have my own self-sustained economy, I don't give a shit. I realized that living here in Thailand and being in person for anything, that's way out of the question for the rest of the year. 10,000 cases will go up to 20, 30, potentially even 40. Okay. And vaccines, there are no vaccines. Less than 100,000 doses a day. It's going to take the country seven years to get everyone fully vaccinated. Before we start seeing everything slashed completely in half and people walk around without masks, <clears throat> that, those days are in February or April of next year. This year is going to be real tough for a lot of people. And me, my main focus is, you know what, let me get myself down packed first before I could go to anyone else and start helping them. Because to be honest with you, this month, I'm looking at it and it's going to be phenomenal. That will of life, I'm so excited about that will of life because I looked at my PayPal and I'm like, this is the best month of my life. And this is, this is like times 100. Not, I'm sorry, times 200%. Oh no, times 200%, that would be crazy. What is it? Plus 200%. So whatever I made as a one month total on PayPal is now I doubled that. I doubled and a half that in just the first 10 days of the month. And so now I'm like, you know what? Okay, good. Because I'm not going to have to risk my life and go to these places and teach them. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to have to, you know, go to a company over here and risk myself. That's number two. Number three, that other company, I'm probably not going to be able to get to because they set up roadblocks apparently. And it's going to be really hard for me to go to, you know, to go and come, you know, come back. So that's out of the question. Those two women who guarantee, oh, okay, you know, okay, we're going to pay, uh, thir- you know, 13 hours, da, 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 da. they haven't even paid. And that's the problem with some people. But me, I'm just like, hey, whether you pay or not, I don't give a fuck because I have a self-sustained economy. So what are you doing right now to control your financial future? Because it was never like this before. Go back to my podcast a year ago. I was literally praying and guess what? Just a couple of weeks ago, when I got the, oh, the client potentially Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and having this other business client, I was praying. I was throwing up Hail Marys because I wasn't getting much online. I would get probably one inquiry every week. Now I have four a day with a paying, a client, with a paying client at least once a day. So the main struggle I faced last week was my health. And I already described that. And again, getting that second opinion was probably the most, that was the best thing. And if I were advising someone or mentoring someone dealing with that same struggle, never get just one opinion. You need multiple opinions. Because I almost got, I almost got my appendix removed and 30,000 literally taken away from me. And I didn't even know what the root cause was. The root cause was just my digestive tract and me was severely bloated and, you know, always severely bloated. And it was because me overeating. Now I eat incrementally throughout the day rather than having actual meals. 
you know, in the mornings, especially after workout, man, I would have too much to eat. I said, I would eat a whole plate of this. I would have yogurt, a banana, and that's way too much for my stomach to handle, for my intestines to handle. Now I'm cutting everything in half. And so I learned a lot about my health. I learned a lot about, hey, having friends who are in the medical fields who are like, hey, maybe you should do this. Okay, do this. Okay, I think he's bullshit. I think this is happening. Go get another second opinion. Okay, you had your medical emergency, but then you realized that it was just your digestive tract and you are healthy. So two things I learned about myself the past couple, uh, you know, the, the past week is the system that I've been following for such a long time, just because it's a system doesn't mean that it's actually good. I need to, I needed to reevaluate exactly how I ate over the past few days, over the past probably five days or even week, because that happened. And so now I'm fully aware, like, okay, okay, I'm going to trim my carbs down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to get me some good fat in. I'm going to make sure I eat flax seeds and chia seeds. There are a number of things that, a number of things that I'm actually putting into my diet now because of what happened to me the previous week. And guess what? One thing that I learned was that I realized that when I was going through that pain, how many, how many people do actually care about me? all the comments, the epidemiologists who hurry up and shout out my messages and a lot of people who are getting in contact with me and my mother. And this was the biggest story of the week. Although my finances, obviously my finances is that is at a full on five and everything, but my mom, my mom, and I didn't tell you guys about this. And this has been the biggest revelation in the last eight years, but she's like, Oh my God, I'm so worried about you. I'm crying this and that. And I'm like, I heard and my, you know, my girlfriend, she's like, Arsenio message your mom now. And I hurry up and message her. And it was hard. I was like, no, no, no. She's like, listen, look at that comment. Hurry up and message her. I was like, mom, hey, how are you? She's like, oh, da, 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 da. text me. So I added her and I realized she had an iPhone. So I started messaging her in iMessage. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. I'm talking to my mother. I'm speaking to my mother right now. And guys, to be honest with you, what she had revealed just 24 hours ago was shocking. My mom, she told me and broke down everything in regards to what has happened in her life and throughout her life and everything over the past probably couple of days. And me, I'm just like, okay, what I can do is figure out exactly how I could be of service to my mom. Because my mom said that last place that we used to live at, I used to live there for 14 days, the place that had fucking ghosts galore, right? And that's a whole nother story. I saw ghosts, literally, man. It's the craziest shit on my planet. They shut that place down. I couldn't believe it. She said, yeah, they shut it down. I don't know why and the details just yet to why they shut it down. But I'm like, she's like, okay, your oldest sister is living in this area. Your youngest sister is living in this area. Now, your brother. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And she gave me a story. She's like, okay. So I was living in an apartment and I decided to let your brother and his girlfriend in just so he could get back on his feet. I was like, mom, he's 35 years old. There is a reset, but at some point, 10, 11 years ago, he was on top until he started getting greedy and lost everything. Do you understand? And I haven't told her yet, but I'm like, do you understand that he's exactly like his father right now? He had a baby girl with a girl that already had two kids from two different fathers. 
She said, I was busting my ass 11 hours a week while they just sat there and did nothing all day. And my mom snapped. She snapped. And my mom has always had anger issues, but she got a knife and she started waving around at them. And of course, the girlfriend ended up calling the cops and they hauled my mother off to jail. And I said, oh my God, mom, this is exactly what I saw when I was eight years old. Now I'm gonna approach it from a different hat, okay? I'm gonna say, mom, you're 63 years old. You've had these anger problems probably since you were a teenager. What you were doing back in the 90s, you're still doing it for, you know, decades later. When is enough enough? And you did this to your son. Do you see any foreshadowing there? You did the same thing to the son's father, who was the same piece of shit and doing the same things that annoyed the fuck out of you. So she's like, yeah, I got out of jail. And, you know, I got a little place over here in this specific area. But your brother is still squatting in my apartment where all my stuff is. And I had, they have a restraining order against me. I said, mom, this is exactly what happened in 1997 when your husband got a restraining order against you. I think it's safe to say for the remainder years that you're on this planet, it's time for you to completely exonerate, like completely expunge your son from your life. Love him from afar. And again, it's hard to even say love to a motherfucker that actually, or you know, his girlfriend at the time called the police on you. What you need to do is, that's the end. Time to stop making others happy, please. Your son sucks. And I said that five years ago when he sent me that crazy ass message. You, your mama don't want to see you. Don't come back here. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> Motherfucker, you're 35 years old. Had a kid with the bitch that already had two kids with someone else. And now you're squatting. You're squatting in your mother's home. And you got a thrown in jail. No, it was her action. You got a thrown in jail. Hone into your shittiness. To be honest with you, I don't even think your father was as bad as he was. As, I don't even think you're as, as bad <clears throat> as your father was at 35. I really don't. Because your father was a squatter too. He would go around from woman to woman seeking a place to stay. I need a place to stay. I need a place to stay. Can you just be frank? But the thing is, when you're dealing with people who are high in anger management, depression, and all these other things... It's very hard to say, oh my God, like, yo, you know, my, you know, I am a piece of shit because everything my brother said for the last 25 years, he believes he's always right. This is why my youngest sister, and I said my, to my youngest sister five years ago, I said, and I don't speak to her anymore, but I said, your brother is exactly like your father. Look what has happened just recently. It was true. My sister doesn't speak to him anymore. My oldest sister doesn't speak to him anymore. Can you guys finally say, this guy plays drums for the Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Vegas Knights NHL hockey team. And this motherfucker is squatting in his mother's home, going from place to place because he can't find a place to stay. Can you just, what a failure. And I'm not saying that, oh, but a lot of people have gone through this. No, it's what I saw back in 95 leading up to 2021. He is exactly like his father. And guys, this is what I'm trying to say. Looking back at my life, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, how much 
of a change. I literally left in 2013 to get away from that. And now you guys understand that you have to make a decision to get away from people like that. Because if you don't, look, I mean, it's just unreal. But I'm really happy. My mom says, my mom says, she's like, hey, I'm stress free. Al said hello, by the way. And Al was actually a father figure uh, from probably 2003 to 2006. In fact, because my, my, mo my mother's boyfriend, Al, at the time, love him like I do my next breath. He's like my father, right? Because he was responsible, my brother never liked him. The only person my brother liked was the boyfriend after. His name was Oliver. And that guy was fucked up to be like beyond belief. His ego was ridiculous. And he was always about sports and he was always right. He was ridiculous. And guess what? My brother probably still speaks to him today. My brother's doing exactly what my father did. And to be honest with you, if when I look and I show my girlfriend this and she's like, oh my God. And we had a long conversation about a lot of things. And I'm like, now you understand why I had to leave that family. Now you understand. And so looking back at it, and looking back at that huge transformation, what I had to, you know, overcome in general, I'm just amazed. But I'm, at the same time, I'm grateful that I'm now back in connection with my mom. And now this is a critical point because she's 63. I'm 33. She needs to understand that it's time to start betting on her for the, re the rest of her years. Like you've been going, you've been going through this far too long. Your oldest son ended up becoming a, a prototype of the shittiest husband, right? Now I'm grateful for my dad because as shitty as he was, that's why I am where I am today. I had to cut my family off because guess what? There are no handouts over here. And because I'm speaking to my mom again, there's no, I, I hope she doesn't say at one point, oh, you know, um, you know uh, can I borrow some? No, okay. She's in a studio apartment in the same area she was 22 years ago where all of us had lived before when we were children. Do you see, can, can, can we just like take a step back and say, man, things are just not working. Something's not right about this. I need to get myself together. And until you have that self-actualization and saying, man, you know what? My life is shit right now. What the fuck am I doing? And it's not about my mom. My mom is happy now. She's stress-free. But from here, just go up. Don't rely. Your son is shit. Don't, I know being a good mother you are, I understand, mom, you're a good mother no matter what. But a good mother doesn't have to take her son in because you're actually quibbling his legs from underneath him. See, when I had $10 to my name back in 2013, did I ask anyone for a handout? Nope. I borrowed. I borrowed some money from, um, what is it? from the English department um, that I was actually working at. And of course, I just repaid that back when I got my money, my lump sum of money, uh, December 1st of 2013, right? Which was like $1,500. I hurry up and paid her back. I say, here you go. And so in saying that, me, I'm unbelievably grateful because I bet it on myself to get out of that situation. Even last year, I had literally $100 to my name. $100 to my name. Now that's, that's times 30 to 90 times. Why? Because I started betting on myself. I told myself I never want to be in this position anymore. So this was probably the biggest thing that I just went into. Like, I know it's about the weekly review, but man, let's talk, let's, this is about you stopping doing the same thing that isn't working and just being honest and saying, you know what? Okay, 
that's the end. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so with my family now, I'm going to give it a five. Because now when my brother sister, obviously, you, never, you, all, you know I'm never going to ever speak to my brother again. Like I said, I thought that he would at least be going up, given the fact that he's playing for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. But he has fallen even more significantly down. And now he has a child. Fuck, this guy can't even take care of himself. Got his mother thrown in jail, and now he's a squatter, just like his father. He's a squatter. Oh. And all I could do was just say, wow, this is going to be a hell of a podcast. And, a, and, and, and I'm so glad that I've been able to document everything over the past, what, 2016, 2017. Got a lot of those first videos on my YouTube page. And you guys heard me talking about the same situation. And now you guys are able to see five years later. Whoa, Arsenio, man, I understand now. I cut that head off. And some of you right now, you're leaving people in your life who literally just take, take, take and leave you exactly where you are. If you flock with losers, you're going to end up a loser. And my brother was always one of those people who he was always right. And he's unwilling to take advice. And some people are like, oh, some people, you know, they just give advice when they're not even asked. No, sometimes I give you the harsh reality. You fucking suck at life. You had no reason to have a kid. And now that you have a kid, you could barely even take care of yourself. You got your mother thrown in jail, okay? And now you're squatting in her house. You are even worse than your father. That's, no, no, no I'm not being rude. That's the, that's the fact. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And that's, that's the self-actualization. So in saying that, people, we got a lot more to talk, uh, talk about. I got a coaching call in about seven minutes. I didn't go over all the other stuff in terms of weekly review. But wow, my mother's back in my life. Let's just put it that way. We're going to title it that way. My mother's back in this life. Now, Arsenio, what are you going to do from a perspective that you're not giving advice, but you're just giving clues to what she can do to get back on her feet and start betting on herself for, for the rest of her life? Because she's 63. She's been going through this bullshit for too long. She's been doing the same things and having the same anger management for too far. She has that rage. Just as my father had that rage. Just as my brother has that rage. So what can Arsenio do now to put his mother in a better position? Here goes a new beginning to a new podcast. Stay tuned for more over and out.